Everybody and welcome to this episode of Project Shadow. My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. And today we are going to be delving into the complete unknown. And I'm just going to bloviate and talk for a long time about something we know absolutely nothing about. You know, the huge. So the people over at CBS have announced that they are going to be doing a spinoff of Star Trek Discovery. Okay. And it's going to center around Section 31. Okay. And it's going to feature Michelle Yeoh as Emperor Philippa Giorgio. Okay. So this is probably going to be what we're going to talk about the entire episode. Though I would like to talk about the future of Star Trek because, you know... It's a thing that I like to talk about because I am obsessive over Star Trek. I, I I don't know how to conceive of this show. And I think that's the first problem that I have. I, as you know, I don't, I am not a hater of Star Trek Discovery. I think it had many flaws, many flaws, and it did some things that really upset me see previous episodes especially what have you done star trek mm. but I, I all in all it's, it's not a show that i despise and that may just be part of my dna that it's a star trek show and i don't know that i am genetically predisposed to hate a star trek show i, I don't know if that's possible for me i think cbs is going to find out but at least as of right now. The problem that I have with Discovery as a whole, and I've talked about this a lot, so I'm going to try not to belabor the point, but for the new listeners, because look at our subscription numbers and we have quite a few new listeners, the basic issue with Star Trek Discovery is that it was too clever by half. And I am... Not going to be spoiler phobic in any of my discussion of Star Trek Discovery if you still have not watched it and do not want to be spoiled with anything. Too late, I already kind of spoiled something in announcing what this episode is about. But I am going to be talking about several plot points and events in Discovery and how it may relate to this show. The, the biggest problem that it had, like I said, was that it was too clever by half. It Once you get to the twist then depending on how you feel about said twist you will either find the preceding events to make sense and oh you know have the reaction that i did oh oh that makes so much sense oh i get it now and of course the big twist is that captain lorca is actually mirror universe captain lorca he's evil lorca from the mirror universe who came over and took the real Captain Lorca's place. And yeah, it's cool. I, 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 I actually kind of like that idea. 
I think it would have been much more interesting if it had been a couple seasons in. Because I think that's the problem is after the Kelvin universe, after J.J. Abrams did what he did with Star Trek, I think everybody who had been a fan of the series was very jumpy about what any new Star Trek would look like. And the fact that they do kind of go out of their way to make it look visually like the Kelvin universe, even though it's not set in the Kelvin universe, it's technically set in the alpha timeline and the actual Star Trek timeline with all the other shows. I think that bothered some people more than it bothered me. It made sense to me because, you know, it had been a very long time since Star Trek was popular and it had been quite a while since um, Star Trek Enterprise had been on the air, which was the last running series. And so the idea that it would take its visual cues more from the films and try to make that into a television aesthetic that looked like it could somehow fit between the shows, that, that didn't bother me all that much. The, the extensive use of holographic technology does bother me quite a bit, but we're, we're not... We're not talking about that now because um, this isn't just good to be about discovery, but th that didn't put me off. What affected me. And I think a lot of Star Trek fans is that it didn't feel like Star Trek. And I, I want to say that the battle of the binary stars did. I, I think that anybody who is saying that the pilot movie thing that they did the two hour event at the, at the battle of the binary stars and the, and the Vulcan hello. Um, actually I believe it's the Vulcan hello and the battle of the binary stars. Anybody who doesn't think that those feel like star Trek, I, I really disagree. I think that that does feel like a star Trek series, but immediately after that, once we get to Lorca ship, once we actually get to discovery, yeah, it definitely doesn't feel like star Trek. And for some, and I've heard a lot of complaints about the serialization of the show. I don't think that that's a problem. Deep Space Nine had some of the best storylines in all of Star Trek history. And Deep Space Nine is one of the best Star Trek series that's ever been. If not the best. I very often go back to Deep Space Nine and feel that, you know, yeah, it might be the best Star Trek that has ever Star Trekked, but it had a ton of ongoing stories and serialized stories, and I think it did it in the right way in that each character kind of had a plot line and they didn't try to do the season plot lines. And Star Trek lends itself much more to that than the kind of tight storylines that they're doing, and we'll see what happens after the soft reboot of season two. And for anybody who doesn't think it's going to be a soft reboot in season two, if not a hard reboot in season two, <laughs> it's going, they're rebooting the series with season two because it did not make the money that they wanted it to make. And they want more money because they're CBS and that is their problem. But in making it not feel like Star Trek we were already expecting it not to feel like Star Trek, and a lot of people checked out. 
I didn't. I I held through, even though I did debate on whether or not I was going to check out the series a couple times. I, I I did stick through it. I do think it gets to a point at the end that is acceptable. I, I like how the series ended, kind of ish. With st- st- what they did to Stamets is almost unforgivable to me. Like it's the closest thing to an unforgivable sin that the show has that they decided to do such a uh, such a negative gay trope to double double it double it because not only did we have to kill his non-white love interest because of course we did we also had to give him a disease that incapacitates him because you know double the trope double the flavor anywho We'll see what they do with Stamets going forward, because I have a feeling they're going to try to remedy that in some way, because I know I wasn't the only person that was really upset about that. But by the time you got to the twist and they revealed, oh, this is why it doesn't feel like Star Trek, aren't we clever? A lot of people had already clicked out of the show. And so my biggest fear with season two of Discovery is that it's going to feel way too much like Star Trek and be kind of boring. (laughs) Because <laughs> they're really going to try to go back to do more Star Trekky things. They're going to try to out Trek the Trek Trek. See how much Trek a Trek Trek could Trek if Trek Trek could Trek Trek. Yeah. Have you seen those trailers? Hey, look! It's Captain Pike. Hey, look! It's Number One. Hey, look! It's Spock. We have Spock. You remember Spock? It's a different Spock. It's the third Spock. But it's. Buck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, we shall see. T- times are coming close. But okay. You know, I- I'm willing to roll with it to see what happens because I do like many of the characters. And unlike some who do not like Michael Burnham, I like Michael Burnham. I think that they played her too dumb in a couple instances especially in figuring out that her love interest was a secret Klingon. She should have figured that out way sooner. She's too smart for that. But okay. Fine. Now, you're telling me, okay, so we're going to go back and Star Trek the Trek, the Star Trek it, so that it's more Trek than it was Trek, so that it can be more Trek in the Trek Trek of Trekkiness. And trust me, if you're not getting the newsletters and everything else that they're putting out there really trying to play up. See, we're going back. It's going to be more Star Trekky, more Star Trekky than ever. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be more Star Trekky than ever. Great. Wonderful. And then you immediately announce two spinoffs. I'm not even going to talk about short tracks because I haven't seen them yet because I stopped paying for the app. I'm going to start paying for the app soon because it's almost time for discovery and I'm going to watch discovery or something. Yeah, I'll watch them then. Then we'll talk. And then they announced the Picard series. And let's be honest, we all know what this is. This is the Academy series. They've been promising, threatening, whatever, to do the Academy series for a while. And I was actually convinced that that's what the J.J. Abrams movies were going to be. And they kind of were. Kind of. They, they slipped a lot of that Academy stuff in there. But yeah, that, that's what the Picard series is going to be. And we've talked about that a little bit. 
we'll talk about that more when we know more. But, you know, when they confirm that it's going to be the Academy series. But now they've announced that they're doing a Section 31 series with Michelle Yeoh's Emperor Philippa Giorgio. And I have such mixed feelings about this. And a lot of them have to do with Star Trek Discovery, which is why I've spent so long talking about Discovery and not the new announcement. Because if you're going to give me Star Trek, you have to give me Star Trek. Like, I don't have a problem with Star Wars giving me um, Star Wars Resistance. Even though there are no Jedi on there. And let's be honest, I watch Star Wars for the Jedi. I read the books for the Jedi. And let's be honest, I'm into Star Wars for the Jedi. But I'm okay with that because there's the comics. I get my Jedi there. There's the books. I get my Jedi there. There's another episodic movie coming up and I'm going to get my Jedi there. So I'm okay with it. The problem, at least, with Star Trek so far is I haven't gotten my Star Trek. Well, I kind of did a little bit. Not much, almost. And of course, they're promising that the next season is going to trek the Star Trek if ever a trek did trek. So, yeah, maybe I will get my Star Trek after all, but. Mm, like, I don't like this idea. One, okay, there's so many reasons. There's so many reasons not to like this. Okay, so, one, if Giorgio is the villain in the show, I can be okay with that. If they do, I don't know, Star Trek meets Mission Impossible, I could maybe be okay with that. But the, what, what I don't think any of us ever asked for is the Star Trek cinematic universe, or... TV series universe or whatever you want to call it, streaming universe. And I, and I, it's not that I don't think that you could do that and do something amazing with that, but you've already kind of moved away from the Star Trek that we know by not having the captain be the main character. And I'm kind of okay with that because like I said, unlike some, I like, you know, Michael. But if you're going to go completely away from that and do a spy thriller kind of a show, uh, I mean, maybe that could work. And I'm, of course, going to at least watch some of it because you're putting Michelle Yeoh in it. And that's one of the ways you tricked me into watching Star Trek Discovery initially. So, I mean, okay. But uh, it's time for a word from our sponsor and for me to clear my head for a second. So here we go. We'll be back after this. And we're back. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out what this show could do. And what it could be like. And I'm really having some trouble with that. There were some interesting Section 31 episodes of Enterprise. And of course where it all started, which was Deep Space Nine. But they were episodes and they were spaced out. And while they did have kind of a contiguous storyline from beginning to end, they were spaced out and we got to see a lot of other things in the in-between. Spy shows 
are problematic. I am a fan of the genre, and that's one of the reasons why I know that. The only, the last spy show that for me really worked was Chuck. And that's because it took a very comedic way of looking at it. It had a very good cast that worked really well together, and it all paid off in the end. This is definitely not going to be that. Because, of course, you know it's going to be dark and gritty because the character of Philippa Giorgio is going to be that character. And maybe they'll find a way to make this interesting. Maybe they will find a way to do this in a way that doesn't make me go, why are you calling this Star Trek and not some other franchise where you're doing similar things with a similar character off on its lonesome somewhere. And that's the biggest problem is just trying to figure out where a show like this could fit in and feel like Star Trek. Be and I have to look to like Deuce Space Nine. Deuce Space Nine is one of the best places for this because we had several kind of spy sleuth episodes of Deuce Space Nine that worked and worked very interestingly. You had O'Brien going undercover with the Orion Syndicate and you had Emery dealing with, with not a, um, I, her family and everything. And I, I paused for a minute because I don't think her name was Emery. The last Dax dealing with her family. And that was interesting and that worked. And like I said, a lot of the episodes that dealt with Section 31 were very interesting. Even the ones, and especially the ones back in Enterprise. But given the character of Philippa Giorgio that they have shown us so far, and I'm assuming that they're going to revise her character sheet quite a bit, because, and they're going to use the excuse that she was just in shock because she had just been overthrown and she had migrated to a different universe and all of that, I guess, maybe. But uh, if she's the protagonist of the series... I don't want a whole bunch of kill missions and I don't know how this is going to work. I, I don't see a way for it to work. And that really bothers me with a premise. Like even the stupid idea of Picard being at the Academy so we can do the Academy series. I can see ways that that could work because there was kind of the first stab at this idea back in the next generation where we go to visit Wesley at the Academy. And that was actually thought of as a possible spinoff idea. And so, you know, that episode was interesting and we got to learn a bit about that. And, and there was the episode of Voyager that took place on the fake Academy grounds with, uh, um, what was it? Species eight, four, seven, two, I can never remember the numbers. The uh, people from fluidic space. And that was kind of interesting. But I, I, there are ways that I can think of that make that work. Because there were some episodes of Wesley studying for the Academy. And that one episode of Wesley at the Academy that did work. And I can see how that all would play out in a way that could be interesting and still feel like Star Trek. It would feel more like Deep Space Nine. 
in that it's going to be set in one location. They're, of course, going to be dealing with various other problems, some personal, some private. I, I guarantee you many sexy ones because, you know, we're going to go for that young demographic that likes all that dirty, dirty, dirty TV time. Mark my words. That is going to be a, one of the reasons they're doing this show. Um, and I, I, I can see ideas there. You can look at the stories Tom Paris has told about his time at the Academy and Picard. And characters have told us a lot of stories about their time at the Academy. Even Kirk told us a lot of stories about his time at the Academy. So you can kind of piece all that together and see how you could do something that would feel like a Star Trek series, especially when you realize that they end up having duties and having to actually work in the solar system. And we don't really get to spend a lot of time on Earth and getting to visit Utopia Planitia and some of these other places that we've heard about on the show and kind of visited briefly, if, you know, sparingly in the original, you know, in the next generation and whatnot. So there, there are ways that they could do that and make it feel like Star Trek. I can envision in my head a way to write that setting Bible that would be like a Star Trek show, that would feel like a Star Trek show. I'm really having a hard time with figuring out how a Section 31 show feels like Star Trek. And so the only thing that I can figure is that somehow they're either going to do the thing where Oh, which they already did, remember? Oh, Philippa didn't die to cover up the existence of the mirror universe because nobody knows about it. Okay, they're then somehow going to have to whitewash the ends of Enterprise. And she's either going to get command of her own ship. And, okay... That's not going to feel like Lorca at all. Or she's going to commandeer herself a ship and travel around and have her adventures that way. I, either one of those, I still don't see how you make it feel like Star Trek because your main character is going to be a villain either way. Now, if you're going to go from the route of this is going to be the show about the redemption of Philippa Giorgio, the redemption of Emperor Philippa Giorgio... I think that that is a novel concept for a Star Trek show. I think you have to put her in command of a Federation ship for that to work. She has to have people around her that are going to bring out her better angels and help conform her to the old Captain Giorgio. And, you know, if you pretend to be the old Captain Giorgio enough, you'll eventually be the old Captain Giorgio. But given the way her character ended in Discovery, I don't see how that's going to work. I don't see how they're going to be able to pull that off in a way that doesn't feel like, oh, and yeah, we decided to do something completely different. You know, kind of like what they did with the Borg. The first time we meet the Borg, they are different. They're interested in the technology, not the people. They don't use their catchphrase, resistance is futile. They say if you try to... Uh, if you try to defend yourself, so you will be punished. The, the Borg are very different in Q-Who than they are when they return later. And that's okay. That's serial. You know, that's the way television was back then. They were able to do massive changes like that. And a lot of people didn't notice because, well, you didn't get a lot of reruns. And 
Streaming wasn't a thing. So, uh, streaming is a thing now, and we can watch Discovery whenever we either pay for the app or buy the series outright, which is, by the way, one of the things that I ended up doing. So, yeah. I don't know what to do with this. And that, you have to remember, I'm a Star Trek fan who got my career, who started writing. Some of the earliest writing that I ever did for somebody that wasn't just me was for Star Trek fanzines. So, you know, I used to write a lot of data stories and warp stories and Klingon stories. And I loved writing Klingon stories because they were Star Trek, but different. And I have experience, you know, granted fan fiction experience, but like, this is how I got started writing, like seriously writing and realizing that that was something that I might want to do with my life. And when a huge Star Trek fan like me, who's really into fan fiction and who used to write fan fiction, can't mock up a quick premise for your show, like what your show would look like, that is extremely problematic or brilliant. See, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and be like, oh, this is going to just break all the molds in a way that's going to be fascinating and we'll love it. I seriously doubt that. I mean, they tried that with, you know, Voyager and it's not a terrible series, but it, it is what it is. That's why they had to do the soft reboot in the middle of it, because, you know, their original idea wasn't working that well. And Discovery got rebooted almost every... Not Discovery. Well, Discovery is getting rebooted, at least in its second season. But Enterprise got rebooted in its almost every season. Because they were trying to figure out how to make it work. So, having said all that, you know, I... D it's extremely problematic. I can... I can kind of see maybe trying to pull off a Mission Impossible type storyline in the Star Trek setting. But that feels to me like the plot of a video game that wouldn't sell well. But that you basically licensed from somebody who was already developing it and told them just slap Star Trek logos on things. You know, like a lot of the games that they used to release. Um, it feels a lot more like that than something that would natively exist in the Star Trek world. And I'm not saying that because I don't like Section 31. I think they're an interesting idea. And if you're not familiar with the idea, I really should have said this earlier. Section 31 came into being at the beginning of the Federation. In Article 14, Section 31 of the Charter, it states it created this organization that basically answers to no one and has the ability to take action to get rid of threats to the Federation by any means necessary. It's a weird idea that comes about in Deuce Space Nine and is the, creates a shadow organization that the plot on Deuce Space Nine is to dismantle and destroy it. Um... That's definitely not going to be the plot of this series because, well, it can't be. Because Section 31 has to survive until Deep Space Nine. So, I don't know, just don't, don't go dark and gritty. That's all I ask. Don't go, don't, don't, don't do that. 
don't DCEU this. Um, Michelle Yeoh's in it, so I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. And it's Star Trek, and I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. But if you can, if you have an idea of what this show might possibly look like, please let me know. Because I just can't get there in my own mind. And CBS, if you're listening to this, I am a writer. I enjoy writing, and I love Star Trek. And I would gladly come in and try to write some episodes for you to fix some of your problems. I really would. But if you do hear this, you're probably going to do something terrible to me because that's what CBS does. Anywho, if you've enjoyed this episode, presumably you don't work for CBS. If the app, if you can, in the app that you're listening to me on lets you rate either this episode or the podcast in general, please do that. That helps me out a lot. It tells the algorithm to share me to other people. If you got a buck you can throw my way in the show notes, you'll find a link that says support on Anchor. If you click that, that you can donate at the $1, $5, or $10 levels. I don't get to set that. That's just baked into the app. That money goes to me and helps me to keep doing everything that I am doing. And I want to say thank you to everybody who has been helping me out. I'm probably going to have to get a new mic soon. I know I've been saying it for a while. I'm holding out because I don't have the money for a new mic yet. Um, so if you want to help me get there, um, that I'm doing research, trying to figure out. Because they make a newer version of the mic that I have. And I really like the mic that I have. But I don't know if it's the best option. It's not inexpensive. Anywho, if you don't have the money to help that way, that's fine. I understand money's tight for all of us, but please share this podcast with somebody that you think will like it. That helps a lot too. If you want to get in touch with me, best way to do that, download the Anchor app and at anchor.fm, follow me, Project Shadow, and you'll see a voice message button. You can click that. You can leave me up to a one minute message. It can be a question, a comment, or a topic you would like to hear me discuss on the show. I really love getting those. I love doing episodes based on your suggestions. So keep it clean so I can use it on, on the show. But that would be wonderful if you would do that. Um, yeah, you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. And until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.